open your Bibles to Genesis chapter 15. Today we will cover Genesis 15 and 16 together. First, we will start out with the reading of Genesis 15. Genesis 15. After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him, This man will not be your heir, but a son coming from your own body will be your heir. He took him outside and said, Look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to him, So shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I am the Lord, who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to take possession of it. But Abram said, O sovereign Lord, how can I know that I will gain possession of it? So the Lord said to him, Bring me a heifer, a goat, and a ram, each three years old, along with a dove and a young pigeon. Abram brought all these to him, cut them in two, and arranged the halves opposite each other. The two birds, however, he did not cut in half. Then birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, Abram fell into a deep sleep, and a thick and dreadful darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to him, Know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a country not their own, and they will be enslaved and mistreated four hundred years. But I will punish the nation they serve as slaves, and afterward they will come out with great possessions. You, however, will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a good old age. In the fourth generation, your descendants will come back here, for the sin of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. When the sun had set and darkness had fallen, a smoking fire pot with a blazing torch appeared and passed between the pieces. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram and said, To your descendants I give this land, from the river Egypt to the great river the Euphrates, the land of the Kenites, Kenizzites, Kadmonites, Hittites, Perizzites, Raphites, Amorites, Canaanites, Girgashites, and Jebusites. Okay, now, this chapter starts out with after these things. What things? It will be talking about Abram's defeat of Chedorlaomer from back in Genesis 14. Now, uh, this is why this is so important to read the Bible in its context. Verse 1, after these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision saying, do not fear, Abram, I am a shield to you, your reward, your reward shall be very great. Uh, now, to the best of my knowledge, Abram was awoke uh, when he had this vision. Now, uh, Abram speaks to God. Verse 2, Abram said, O Lord God, 
What wilt thou give me since I am childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Now, Abram mentions, uh, now Abram uses the sacred name here, uh, Y-H-W-H or Adonai. Adonai Jehovah when he says oh Lord God Abram mentions that uh, he has no children and that uh, Eleazar his chief servant will be his heir uh, now he continues to speak to the Lord in verse 3 and Abram said since thou has given no offspring to me one born of my house is my heir so he is pleading with the Lord or, or asking, if you will, well, who will be my heir? You're, you're, you've given me this promise, but I have no son to pass it down to. Now, uh, the Lord makes a promise to Abram. Notice verse four. Then behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this man will not be your heir. But one who shall come from your own body, he shall be your heir. So the Lord is letting Abram know here that. You will have a son, even though Abram is of old age at this time. Now, the Lord shows Abram the number of his descendants in verse five. And he took him outside and said, now look towards the heavens and count the stars if you are able to count them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. Apparently, uh, it was nighttime on account for the fact that the Lord showed him the stars. So we have to uh, believe that this is either at nighttime or it is early morning. Now, Abram believed the Lord. Notice verse six. Then he believed in the Lord and he reckoned it to him as righteousness. And then God gives him a reminder in verse seven. He said to him, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. Now, as we move to verse eight, we see that Abram is still asking questions. And he said, oh, Lord God, how may I know that I shall possess it? A question. Then the Lord gives Abram, then the Lord asked Abram to bring a sacrifice. And he said to him, bring me a three-year-old heifer and a three-year-old female goat and a three-year-old ram and a turtle dove and a young pigeon. So the Lord is uh, setting up to give Abram a sign. Abram does as he's commanded. In verse 10, it says that then he brought all these to him and cut them in two and laid each half opposite the other. But he did not cut the birds. OK, and in verse 11, it says uh, the birds, uh, thought, the birds thought it was dinner time. Notice verse 11. And the birds of prey came down upon the carcasses and Abram drove them away. So Abram had to fight these birds off. And uh, so they so they wouldn't mess with the sacrifice. Uh, uh, now uh, we say maybe Abram is having a nightmare because in verse 12, it says, Now, when the sun was going down, a deep sleep fell upon Abram and behold, terror and great darkness fell upon him. Now, God gives Abram a vision of what his descendants will go through. Notice verse 13. God said to Abram, know for certain that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs, where they will be enslaved and oppressed for 400 years. Uh, of course, uh, we will see this prophecy come through, come true in Exodus. Everything the Lord is telling Abram here. Now, God says that uh, the nation that mistreats them will be judged. Verse 14. But I will also judge the nation whom they will serve. And afterwards, 
they will come out with many possessions. Now the Lord lets Abram know that he will live a full life. Verse 15, and as for you, you shall go to your fathers in peace. You shall be buried at a good old age. Uh, now, this is a special privilege that the Lord gave to Abram by letting him know that he will die old. Now, uh, don't you wish uh, that you knew uh, that you would see your old age? I sure knew I do. <laughs> you know, uh, I believe that that is the best way to go to see your years played out in your late age. And you've got to see your kids grow up and your grandkids and maybe maybe even your great grandkids. Well, Abram was given this privilege and the Lord let him know that in advance. Now, uh, as we move on to verse 16, the people of Abram will one day return. In verse 16, it says, then in the fourth generation, they shall return here for the iniquity of the Amorite is not yet complete. Now, the Amorite was a nation of Canaan that eventually uh, were brought into bondage by Solomon. Uh, and we will see that in uh, matter of fact, let's see it now. Turn to first uh, Kings chapter nine. And let's let's look at this now. First Kings nine verses 20 and 21. Sorry, I thought I was there. Here we go. And it reads. As for all the people who were left of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Hivites and the Jebusites who were not of the sons of Israel, their descendants who were left after them in the land, who the sons of Israel were unable to destroy utterly. Uh, from them, Solomon levied forced, forced laborers even to this day. So that shows you that they were brought in bondage uh, later on by Solomon. All right, now back to Genesis 15, verse 17. And it came about when the sun had set that it was very dark. And behold, there appeared a smoking oven and a flaming torch which passed between these pieces. Uh, we see here that God, that it is God who's passed through the pieces that Abram laid out. Now God gives Abram the dimensions of the land he promised in verse 18. On that day, the Lord made a covenant with Abram, saying to your descendants, I have given this land from the river of Egypt as far as the great river, the river Euphrates. And gosh, uh, Abram knows this land. You have to assume pretty well. So the Lord is telling Abram where uh, the dimensions are of the land they will they will hold. Now, there were people already in the land versus 19 through 21 uh, tell us that. Now, who were these people? Uh, the Canaanite, the Kidnite, the Kidnite is a tribe uh, from uh, which the father-in-law of Moses was a member and uh, which lived in the area between southern Palestine and the mountains of Sinai. The, uh, the Kidnazite, they were descendants of Kenaz. Uh, the the Kidamite, the name of a tribe in Palestine. Uh, Hittite, the nation uh, that descended from Heth, the second son of Canaan, which inhabits, uh, which the inhabitants are of central Anatolia, which is modern day Turkey. 
uh, later uh, on in North Lebanon, the Perizzite, the people who inhabit southern Canaan prior to the conquest, the, the, Rephaim, the Rephaim, an old tribe of giants, uh, the Amorite, uh, one of the peoples of East Canaan and beyond the Jordan, uh, disposed by the Israelites, uh, 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 incursion of from Egypt, the Canaanite, descendants of inhabitant of Canaan, Gergesites, descendants of Canaan and one of the nations living east of the Sea of Galilee when the Israelites entered the promised land. And then we had the Jebusite, descendants of the third son of Canaan who lived in or around the site of Jebus, which is uh, which was the early name for Jerusalem. Now we will move to Genesis 16 and we will uh, look at Sarah and Hagar. Now let's read Genesis 16. Genesis 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children, but she had an Egyptian maid servant named Hagar. So she said to Abram, The Lord has kept me from having children. Go, sleep with my maidservant. Perhaps I can build a family through her. Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan for ten years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian maidservant Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar, and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress. Then Sarai said to Abram, You are responsible for the wrong I'm suffering. I put my servant in your arms, and now that she knows she is pregnant, she despises me. May the Lord judge between you and me. Your servant is in your hands, Abram said. Do with her whatever you think best. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. The angel of the Lord found Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will so increase your descendants that they will be too numerous to count. The angel of the Lord also said to her, You are now with child. You will have a son. You shall name him Ishmael, for the Lord has heard of your misery. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone, and everyone's hand against him. And he will live in hostility toward all his brothers. She gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. You are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. That is why the well was called Be'er Lahai Roai. It is still there between Kadesh and Bered. So Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was eighty-six years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. We start with a reminder that Sarai was barren Verse 1 of chapter 16. Now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne 
him no children and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. Uh, now, if you are wondering where Hagar uh, came from, turn back to Genesis 12 and we will see. So flip back a couple of chapters to Genesis 12 and we will read verses 14 through 16. And it came about when Abram came into Egypt, the Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful and Pharaoh's officials saw her and praised her to Pharaoh and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. Therefore, he treated Abram well for her sake and gave him sheep and oxen and donkeys and male and female servants and female donkeys and camels. So the male and female servants. So if you were wondering where Hagar came from, there's your answer. Now, Sarai comes up with a plan. Notice verse two. So Sarai said to Abram, now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go in to my maid. Perhaps I shall obtain children through her. And Abram listened to the voice of Sarai. Okay. Uh, the first thing we have to understand here is that uh, this is uh, not the 20th or 21st century America. Uh, this was the custom of the time where a man had concubines and it was okay by his wife. The second thing is the, the Lord God did not approve of this. Uh, some people think that because it was written in the Bible that it is okay. But this is why you have to read and understand our father's word. Uh, just because it's in here and Sarai had told Abram, oh, it's okay for you to go ahead. It, it's not okay. The Lord uh, does not permit it. These are just two uh, fleshly humans doing what they want to do. Now, we see again that Sarai gave Hagar to Abram in verse 3. And after Abram had lived 10 years in the land of Canaan, Abram's wife Sarai took Hagar the Egyptian, her maid, and gave her to her husband Abram as his wife. Uh, Abram and Sarai are not showing much faith here, as you can tell. The Lord has told them that they will have a son, a descendant, and as you can tell, they're not uh, showing much faith. Now, Hagar despised Sarai. Notice verse 4. And he went into Hagar, and she conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress was despised in her sight. Now, I assume Hagar was much younger than Sarai, and she was not happy with uh, with her for making her have a child with her husband. You know, also, maybe Hagar uh, was gloating about having this child. I don't exactly know what, it, you know, what it means that she despised her. It could be either of those things. Now, a fight breaks out in verse 5. Sarai said to Abram, made the wrong uh, done to me be upon you. I gave my maid into your arms, but when she saw that she had conceived, I was despised in her sight. May the Lord judge between you and me. Just like Eve, Sarai points the finger instead of facing the sin that she helped create. I always found it interesting that even though Abram agreed to this that uh, when she see what was going on, so his wife, you know, Sarai points the finger at him and says, look, look at what you did. That's interesting. Now, uh, the fight continues in verse six. But Abram said to Sarai, behold, your maid is in your power Do to her what is good in your sight. So Sarai treated her harshly and she fled from her presence. Just like Adam Abram deflects his sin instead of facing it. 
So we get a reminder of what happened with Adam and Eve. In verse 5, Sarai points the finger at Abram and says, look at what you did. And, and instead of her taking blame for the sin in verse six, Abram points the finger back and says, uh, it's on you. You know, you 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 do something about it instead of him facing it. Now, even in sin, we see God shows up. Verse seven. Now, the angel of the Lord found her, which would be Hagar, by a spring of water in the wilderness, by the spring on the way to Shur. And the Lord speaks to Hagar in verse eight. He said. Hagar, Sarai's maid, where have you come from and where are you going? And she said, I am fleeing from the presence of my mistress, Sarai. Now, the angel tells Hagar to return to her mistress. <clears throat> Verse nine, then the angel of the Lord said to her, return to your mistress and submit yourself to her authority. In verse 10, the Lord makes a promise to Hagar. Moreover, the angel of the Lord said to her, I will greatly multiply your descendants so that they shall be too many to count. Now, uh, we see Hagar here. She will have a son. Notice verse 11. The angel of the Lord said to her father, behold, you are with child and he shall be a bear. I'm sorry, and you shall bear a son and you shall call his name Ishmael because the Lord has given heed to your affliction. So even in sin, the Lord says, I see what you're going through. Now, he said his name will be Ishmael. Ishmael means God will hear. Now, the Lord tells Hagar what kind of man her son will be. Notice verse 12. He will be a wild donkey of a man. His hand will be against everyone and everyone's hand will be against him and he will live to the east of all his brothers now this was uh, the beginning of the hostility between Israel and the people of the Middle East deserts although most of the people here are of Arab descent uh, that is by no means a reason to make this a racial issue this is a spiritual issue because you know if you want to kind of look at because some people want to look at the modern times and say well yeah you know that's why they you know is is, is kind of like the light light brown people against the brown no that's that's not what it is if you've been following along with me for these uh, first 15 chapters you will see that most of the people including Abram all come from those Middle East desert areas all right we will move on Hagar promises, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, Hagar, she praises God. Notice verse 13. Then she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. Thou art a God who sees. For she said, have I even remained alive here after seeing him? She calls him uh, El Roe, the, the God who sees. Okay, now the will was given a name we will see in verse 14 therefore the well was called Ber Laharoi behold it is between Kadesh and Bered uh, now this well uh, was west of Kadesh south of Israel and Ber Laharoi uh, means well of the living one seeing me now uh, time has passed and Hagar gives birth Verse 15, so Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram called the name of his son whom Hagar bore Ishmael. Now we, and then we end by seeing Abram's age. And Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to him. That brings us to the end of, of chapter 16. We have covered 
uh, chapters uh, 15 and 16 and uh, we see that uh, Abram is now has now has a son although it is not the son of promise he now has a son and what's astonishing is in his old age of 86 but let us not forget that Abram and his wife did not heed the words of the Lord they went at it themselves and then we will see the consequences of how this goes down thank you for listening God bless.